You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Married to Jonas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Married to Jonas After Show. Hello, Married to Jonas fans. We are doing a very special episode of our Married to Jonas after show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bing is for doing, and that is what we're doing today because we have a very special guest, Mikey Delisa, joining us in studio today. I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and joining me... I'm Danica Kennedy. So, we have you for the next half hour. I'm, I'm all yours. To talk about your music... Married to Jonas, pretty much everything under the sun. You're going to get the whole rundown. Is anything off limits? Um, it's no holds barred. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, jumping right in, this is your new single, yes. Too Damn Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just came out when? I believe it came out on Tuesday. Tuesday? Yes, so it's it's fresh. Very fresh. I think technically this is the first airplay that it's getting. So, wow. So thank you for that. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Congrats to us. <laughs> and you. <laughs> Makes it extra special. Yes. Um, and you also just released a music video for it as well. Yes, that came out yesterday. There's a lot of footage in there from uh, the South America tour mm-hmm. that I recently did and also some other gigs from back home as well. Very cool. So what is, I know this is a question that we got a lot on Twitter today. Briefs. What is... Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, well, I saw the skinny pants, or skinny jeans thing, too. Oh, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I got to relive that magic. <laughs> realizing that not everything stays private. Yes, but show, you would have to wear briefs with us. Or no underwear at all. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's what you said. I mean... You said that in the video. I, I think that's a quote. That's I, Like I told you, it's no holds barred. Maybe. <laughs> Well, now um, we know. Yes, but this is a serious interview show, so we have to oh. get back to music now. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk politics. There are a few fun things mm-hmm. here and there. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, so music, we got a lot of Twitter questions. What is your inspiration behind your music? Um, everyday life. Uh, you know, just uh, all the interactions I have with family, friends, life experience. Yeah. All that comes into play and just try to put it down on a uh, paper. It's a very feel-good sound. Like I feel like all of your songs. We were listening to a couple after our after show on Sunday, and we're just bouncing around. They're fun, <laughs> very well, fun. There's like, a lot of a lot of sadness in the world, so I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to keep things Help positive. Yeah, make things happy. Exactly. Do you yeah. write all your own songs? Um, yes, me and a another producer, uh, C.J. Abraham. Him and I uh, do all the writing and production on everything, and like also, you know, we'll hire out like session players and stuff like that. Yeah. But. That's actually very rare in today's musical industry to be writing your own music, it, it seems like. It's a shame, but it seems that more so uh, sometimes artists don't really get to have the uh, control of writing their uh, own stuff. And Do you think it's the artists don't have the control or the artists aren't able to in certain situations? I, you know, it could go either way. Yeah? Yeah. I think <laughs> the artist is controlled yes, it by could, other people. There you go. She knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you run your own show, is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. It's oddly enough, like I started being with being in a garage band, so doing the whole mm-hmm. do-it-yourself thing has been something in, in like embedded in me from like a young age. So yeah. it kind of just stuck with me. And even now, like I really don't have any label support or anything like that. It's still that's crazy. Still on my own dime to be self-produced. Yeah, but. it's. That's how it goes. I'm like I'm like a I'm like Jay Z basically, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z has a few people behind him. Yeah, he does. But he's he's a businessman. He's yes. self-made. So. Still running the show. So. Yeah, exactly. Maybe one day you can own part of a basketball team. 
Um, it's already in the works. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Um, I don't know. I got to pick one of the WNBA teams. The um. What's one of them? Like what the, about like the Scranton Little League team? That something? works. Yeah. I, I would actually. I'd like to see my my name on a Little League jersey. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll donate. That'd okay. be awesome. And we have some questions from Twitter. Uh, Delisa's Army wants to know how many instruments do you play and what are they? Um. Let's see. I play guitar. Uh, I can play drums. I can play bass. I can do a little keyboard. Um, let's see. Well, the flutophone, I'm pretty... The flutophone? I'm pretty nasty. What is that? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> oh, I, I, do you remember the recorder? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's I had the, to play that in fourth grade. Yeah, Me too. It's the same thing, so everyone knows how to, how to play that. So it's a recorder? Yes. Why don't you much. just say recorder? Well, it's it's essentially <laughs> the same thing. It sounds fancier. It yeah. does. So. It sounds more difficult. Yeah, it's uh, only for the experience. Though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so you got into music at a very young age. I think you said you started your first band in middle school? Yes. So what got you started in music? Um, let's see. Actually, what got me started was uh, a friend of mine was in a band in middle school, and uh, they lost their guitar player. So they knew that I just recently Did they acquired find him? one. <laughs> no, they never found him. He's actually he's still on the side of a milk carton. But uh, <laughs> um, So I, I kind of just went in there and started playing with them and it just kind of kept going from there i was like obsessed with blink 182 at a very young age so that's back kinda, in the day back in back in the day so it was more <laughs> punk rock or yes i was very very much into <laughs> to punk rock when i was uh, did you ever get into emo music yes i was i was <laughs> like that, what i was that kid crying about his girlfriend and <laughs> you know but did you that. have the emo style the haircut and the I, converse and the band tees i didn't actually i attempted to have the emo hair it was awful i even remember my father saying to me he's like you're gonna regret having your hair like this <laughs> and i was like oh you don't know what you're talking about and i look back on pictures and he was right so so yeah. if he's listening, it's <laughs> one point for you. Um, and I did have really tight jeans, like really tight jeans. So the tight jeans don't work anymore? Just back <sighs> No, I try, to, I try to find a happy median okay. with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm proud to say that they were. I never purchased girl jeans. They were always just really tight guy jeans. That like, like from Hot jeans. Topic or You'll something? You'll let the Jonas Brothers <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, I let them stick to, that. <laughs> I let them stick to, the, to the tight pants. <laughs> um, so... I know you said you had these bands growing up. Did you write your own music then, or were you mostly playing covers? Uh, no, it was all original stuff. Probably would have been smarter to do covers, but uh, you got to learn by trial and error. Yeah. Basically, you got to do everything wrong before you, you get it right. When you look back at that music that you wrote, do you think that it was good, or do you look at it like, what was I thinking? Oh, definitely thinking, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely music I hope never sees the light of day. But I want to hear it now. I'm sure some me too. Some friend to get back at me or something will wind up releasing <laughs> like a CD that they have from middle school. Blackmail, right? Exactly. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know you wanted to work in the inter- or the music entertainment industry from that age when you were like in middle school or later on? Um. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah, when I was in middle school. I was always like, oh, being in a band would be awesome. Like, imagine if I could do this as a job. And it really didn't become, like, a reality till uh, college. And, like, in college I was always touring and, you know, also in school. And uh, Where did you go to school again? Um, I went to William Patterson. Okay. Yeah, it's a school in uh, New Jersey. But I only lasted there for two semesters. Because like, I got my associates at County and transferred there and then... Came out here for the summer, and then wound up moving out here. I'm guessing you majored in music. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, no. I was actually gonna be a early elementary. No dad. way. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna deal with the young kids. I figured you couldn't really have a bad day of work working <laughs> with like kindergarten class. Yeah. So both jobs are fun. Yeah. So what backup you chose plan too. <laughs> the backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. So the the backup plan of being a musician seemed to kind of work out mm-hmm. out nicely. But I, yeah, I never really thought that. I don't know, I just never really thought that I'd really be able to do it. And now, like, when I'm looking at, like... Now you've traveled to multiple different countries playing, and that's crazy. Yeah, There are very few musicians that I think get to that level. Yeah, honestly, like, I just look at it like I'm just trying to take it it all in. And the last last two years have been 
have been an exciting ride. So I'm just hoping that I can kind of keep it going and keep paying my bills and yeah, continue to play music. So How do you like that life on the road? I, do you enjoy it? Right now I enjoy it. I could see like 10 years from now just being like, oh, all right, I want to settle down a little bit. But yeah. right now, like I was saying before, I don't really mind being a gypsy. It's yeah. kind of nice. Seeing the world. Yeah. yeah. You just got off tour with the Jonas Brothers. You went all over South America. Yes. How El, was that? El Pasión is the, the key word <laughs> for down there. The, the fans down there are on like a completely other level. How so? They're, they're very aggressive and loving, I guess. That's the, <laughs> that's the way to put it. Like walking through airports, they're, you know, they're running after you and chasing you down to take pictures. They're banging on the vehicles. They're screaming and... It's definitely, they made me feel like a Beatle for a month and a half, so for that. Probably feels great, right? Yeah, I, I want to get back there immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you moving to L.A.? Why don't you move to South America? I'm thinking about getting a place in Rio. Really? I mean, I, don't be surprised if you just hear one day. Is that like a legitimate like thing or a joke? Honestly, I think at some point in my life, I will definitely set up shop. I don't know if Dina would be able to handle that. Like, I'll, I'll no. try to... Like, as far, but having to have a passport to go visit you, I don't know. That's pretty intense. It might, it might throw a wrench into the, yeah. into the spokes, but hopefully we'll, we'll get her out there. Yeah. So how often do you visit home now that you've been on the road and you're here in LA? Um, it always varies. Like, sometimes it can be... I would say I generally don't go more than three months without being back in New Jersey. Otherwise, my mother just loses it. Yeah. So they'd miss you way too much. Exactly. And you have a really tight knit family. It seems exactly. Like. So you can't you can't break that. And even even for myself, like if too much time goes by, I start to get homesick and I yeah. miss everyone. You know, my mother, father, sisters, the whole family, and everything. So, are any of your sisters musically inclined? Dina is actually very musical. Really? Inclined. Yeah, she's a very good singer. It's actually somewhat odd that I'm the one that's still continuing have to you, do music. Have you ever considered having her on one of your tracks? Um, yes, actually. We have, we, we've talked about it before. We've just never gotten around to it yet. Why don't you do it? We will. It, it's something okay. that it has to happen at some point in my life. I would see, it'd be silly not to. But Dina always, she grew up like, she was always like the lead in every play all the way up until high school. And yeah. then, yeah, I guess she went to college. She was still doing stuff with music and then she got really busy with school and, you know. Do you guys ever, like, jam together, like, sing together? Or even you and Kevin kind of get I, together? I get nervous play. jamming around Dina because Dina, Dina's got some pipes. Oh, really? She, Dina's got some pipes. You would never I want to hear her sing now. I, I, I should pull up some, some video of her, like, singing in, in Annie or something and send it to you guys. <laughs> That'd be cool. Musical theater singing, too. Yeah. So. But yeah, Ke Kevin different. and I have, have jammed before. We've, like, we've, done, we've done, like, writing sessions before. Um, with people and stuff like that. So, have you ever thought about doing a collaboration with the Jonas Brothers? Um, no, honestly, it never really, never really crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it probably should, but uh, yeah, I guess like we've we've somewhat been on like opposite schedules a lot, so the time hasn't lined up. But it definitely be something fun to do at some point. I'm sure it'll. It's bound to happen. I mean, it's in small ways it's happened, like with me and Kevin writing sometimes. When Joe and I are hanging out, we'll yeah. just kind of be jamming out and and writing or or whatever. So yeah, I guess in a way we have collaborated before. Mm -hmm. On Twitter, we got a question from Delisa's Army again, and they were asking if you would possibly join the Jonas Brothers on tour this summer. If they're looking for a triangle player, I could definitely. <laughs> or, or the tambourine. Flutophone. What about tambourine? Maybe? That would work. Because more cowbell. Exactly. I think you, you should uh, do the flutophone, but more in like a Kenny G style. There you go. Yeah? That wouldn't be bad. Okay. That'd be pretty solid. Yeah. I'm so, sure everyone would love you. Yeah. I think tour. I think there is a position opening up for uh, for tambourine or the, the flutophone. So I think, uh, I think I'll be out there. And then Kathy and I can be side stage with our recorders trying to figure out if there you we can do background. I don't think you would dancers. want us. I can do Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Happy Birthday. I was going to say you girls like, can like, surround me. We'll make it very 70s. And, like, <laughs> dancing, the glowing body paint and it everything. sounds like fun. Yeah. It sounds like a party. This sounds very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're on to something. <laughs> um, so we did get a lot of Twitter questions and uh, one of the questions was uh, 
how do you describe your current music style? Mm, that's that's always the tough one. Um, let's see. I know you said that you you wanted to write music to make people happier. But yeah. Um, I mean, I love pop music, um, but I also, you know, I love like a lot of funk and groove oriented stuff. So mm-hmm. I try to like even with the new single "Too Damn Beautiful." Um, I guess it, it, there's definitely like a heavier groove and funk influence on it. Yeah. So I'm kind of want to keep pushing in that uh, direction. What, but what, what was the transition from Blink-182 being your inspiration to now? <laughs> um, just basically from listening to a lot of different music growing up. And, you know, I was in like one progressive rock band when I was in college. But during that time, you know, I was just writing a bunch of music on the side for myself and that's just like when I went into the studio and got together with like a an engineer and just was like alright like this is what I want to do just pretty much put everything I could think of into it as far as like genre wise yeah. um, that I wanted to do and then you know someone out here in LA CJ heard the heard the solo record which I really thought was just I was just doing to kind of appease myself and yeah. he heard it and he's like oh I kind of like where your head's at you should come out here and write and then from coming out and working with CJ it just opened up like a whole a whole new world <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if there was a hypothetical battle of the bands Nick Jonas in the administration versus Mikey Delisa he's got the administration the he is gonna <laughs> to shreds those guys played with Prince they are no joke at all the drummer is absolutely phenomenal and I think he even had uh, John Fields playing bass for him he's disgustingly good these are all like seasoned veterans that are in the administration so hands down administration <laughs> wins I'm not even plugging in my guitar okay. Okay. <laughs> do you have any musicians you really look up to or aspire to be like um yeah, there's there's a few. I'm a huge... Uh, I love the band Jamiroquai. And then the singer, JK, I think is uh, an amazing showman. Um, even as well as uh, Al Green. I love um, Al Green. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I think Justin Timberlake's uh, great as well. I love his new um, CD. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, there's even... One of my favorite guitar players is a guy that goes by the name of uh, Willie Hale. And I just really like the way that he plays. So those are some of the people that... That tickle my fancy. Nice. (laughs) Tickle your fancy. Um, So moving more into, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, all of your upcoming tour dates. You have a a tour coming up with Ryan Cabrera. Yes, and Jason Castro. That's in June. So I don't know if you remember this. Back in the day, Mm -hmm. Ryan Cabrera was on a reality show on MTV. It was oh, Ashley man. Simpson's reality show. Yes. So are you going to trade reality show stories on your tour? Um, it very well could be, <laughs> could be, the, could be the case. We might have to go, go story for story yeah. on that one. Just talk what it's like being on set in the old <laughs> reality game. How, what is it like? Yeah, what is it like? Do you enjoy being on reality TV? It's definitely... It takes some getting used to. I mean not really used to like walking into you know a house with like cameras and lights everywhere and you know like a whole crew of people just standing around watching yeah. everything that you're you're doing so does it make you second guess what you're saying what you're doing um the the unfortunate thing is you always second guess it way after you said <laughs> after the fact <laughs> yeah cause like they just get you like in the moment sometimes and you're just kinda you know like an hour later like oh wait that was on that was on camera <laughs> hopefully they edit that in a, in a nice way <laughs> but uh yeah it's definitely it's a cool experience it's uh it's almost like you have like designated family time cause it's like you have to be home to, to film and mm-hmm. they wanna kinda see what's going on so it always winds up keeping me in New Jersey a little longer than probably what I normally yeah. would be there. So you you actually moved home to film Married to Jonas? Yeah, that was like a year... I guess when they first started filming, I moved home, and then, um, yeah, just kind of been on the go ever since. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you're in season two a lot more than you appeared in season one. Yes. So why is that? Um, just because they realized how awesome you were? I guess or? they're just like, you know what? We, this kid's a sleeper right here. 
this guy's legit. We gotta we gotta get uh we gotta give him some FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, they, I guess they just within the first season, you know, I was kind of always out and about, or you know, I'm like, oh, I have a show, I have a rehearsal, I have a recording session, this and that. So I guess they just became a little more interested in in what uh what I was doing and just figured they, I don't know, for whatever reason, they deem me as being interesting. Why I don't know, but. What was your first initial reaction when you found out that Danny and Kevin were doing a reality show? I actually just, I didn't really believe it. I just kind of, like, laughed. I was like, oh, oh, that's that's funny. Like, they're talking about doing a reality show. And then it's like, oh, no, it's, I think this is really going to happen. So it was, it was just strange. I, my recollection of reality shows prior to this was watching, like, I Love New York and Rock of Love, which... Are amazing shows. <laughs> I was going to ask you what other reality shows you were a fan of. So, hey, Rock of Love. Favorite one, Wife Swap. Oh my gosh, that, that is, is <laughs> that is my pick. I I want to be on Wife Swap. I want to be on set. I don't, something. <laughs> it's if, so funny. Yeah, you need a wife first. Do you realize that you can't be on Wife Swap until you're married? That's true. Anyone want to get married for a week and <laughs> we can do this? And then we'll wife Please swap. Fulfill. We'll switch out immediately. Yeah, exactly. It'll be perfect. Are you single right now? Speaking of wives. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Oh, are we getting married right now? Yeah, <laughs> it's happening. So, Danica, <laughs> what do you say? I don't know what pre... <laughs> what do they yeah, say? I don't, say. <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed I to do. say I do, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Very, um, very romantic wedding just now. Yeah. Where do you want to go for the beautiful. honeymoon? Uh, your show tomorrow night. We'll just okay. That's, well, that's, that's a good. That's a good plug. Room five, L A. Five, L A. Come out and see it. <laughs> Doors open seven forty-five. Police.com for all your information. <laughs> nice little plug in there. Yes, just that was an amazing. Squeeze that in. That's smooth. That's a shameless plug. Right <laughs> Got to work it in somehow. <laughs> so this is kind of off topic, but a question. Since we were talking about shows, I had a Twitter question from. Jonas Australia and they wanted to know when you're coming back to Australia um I mean I always say hopefully hopefully soon Australia is beautiful I would definitely like to play out there yeah at some point um maybe you could honeymoon there true we could do that can we kill two birds at one stone yeah I'm going to go to Australia work and pleasure (laughs) alright this is the best wife ever um (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah I mean Australia is an expensive flight so as soon as uh I can get out there and play yeah. I would I would absolutely love to do that. Well, it sounds like you have fans out there, so. Well, and then I guess I got to go out there and play. Yeah. Well, you've Putting been the on. <laughs> traveling all over the place for your tours. Do you have an area that was your favorite? Let's see. That you've been to? Uh, Australia was definitely I, I was not I was out there more for for pleasure, but I, I really did like it out there. The people were extremely friendly out there, so that always makes it makes it easy and the beaches were beautiful. Um South America is definitely taking the cake, making me feel like Paul McCartney out there. So. Do you have a lot of fun out there? I, yeah, I had a blast out there. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. We saw last week on the show. I know you're a couple episodes ahead because mm-hmm. you get screeners. <laughs> I wish we could. Um, but last episode, the Jonas Brothers were talking about how wild and crazy they were going to get on tour Mm -hmm. and how they were going to bring home some Latin wives. Yes. So did that happen to anyone? You know what? It was a key objective to bring home a Latin wife. (laughs) But I guess, you know, it's putting the... uh, We definitely got a little too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Wound up with me instead. Yeah. (laughs) It's all right. I'll take it. (laughs) I don't call that settling. Um, But uh, you're definitely a lot busier than you think you're going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we had our moments where we we had our fun, but just no, no Latin America wives. What are days like when you're on tour? Um, let's see. There's there's a lot of travel days. So it's, you know, you'll have, like, the gig the night before. You wake up. You check out of your hotel at 9. Um, or, like, you have, like, your bag check. You eat something. You head to the airport. Get on the plane. You arrive to the next, the next country or city, whatever it's going to be, and then you drive right to the hotel. You probably get, you might get there around dinner time. You might get there later. By that point, you just kind of want to eat. You maybe go to the gym, and then, you know, the next morning you have sound check mm-hmm. in the afternoon and everything. So kind of just repeats, and yeah, that's kind of what the whole vibe is. Once in a while, though, you do get like a, a break to like break away from the hotel and, and all that and kind of explore. 
which I got to do in Rio, which is probably why I want to move there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been bouncing around all over the place, but you are living in LA. That's your home base right now, right? Uh, yes, it is. How do you enjoy it? Do you like it here? Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I lived out here prior to coming out again, lived here for three years. And like I said, when we uh, started filming the show, I, I moved back. So it's nice to be back out here. I mean, there's a lot of different people that, you know, started relationships with and started working with and everything. So it's nice to be able to kind of pick up on that and have the ability to get to them like every day as opposed to just like, oh, I'm coming out next month or I'm mm-hmm. coming out this month. What does your family think about you being on the opposite coast? They're supportive, but they, they do miss me. But it's, I mean, it's an ego booster for me. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone wants to be missed. It's cute that they miss you. You guys are so close to each other. Yeah, I have to. My mom wanted me to call her like every single day, but I couldn't quite live up to that. So like, where, I have, like the first week called her every day, and like the next week you go to like six days, then five, then four, three, and now we're at, like two. We'll probably You're st- an awful son. We'll probably stick at like two okay. times a week, and then Sunday we Skype every once every once in a while. So. Aww. You can see their faces. So yeah, they put me at like the head of the table. Mm-hmm. It's around. like you're there eating with them or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of your parents, your dad just opened up a gelato stand yes, in New York did. City. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. I I think it's the best idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle uh, Bucky's Delisa. Yes. Or it's, Uncle it's Bucky's Uncle, gelato. Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Bucky's <laughs> gelato. He's got a Twitter and Instagram. He doesn't know how to use any of it, <laughs> but he's got it. The one thing he does have down though is is making the gelato, mm-hmm. which I'm the thing I'm impressed with too is it's like it's mixed with like a yogurt as well. So okay. it's, it's actually Healthy? a healthier option, huh. which you're probably surprised. About yeah, I was expecting him. the I was <laughs> expecting the gelato to be deep fried, but he didn't he didn't he didn't go that route. But it's it's really good. He, he so he makes it, it himself. Uh yeah. Okay. He makes it. He's got like all the all the machines and all that stuff and him and his buddy they they make their gelato and they probably lose about half the inventory before it even hits the cart <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah he's he's got that cart floating on the city actually even um i did a headlining show over at webster hall and he set his cart up right outside so all the fans that were waiting in line to get into the show they were all able to get some gelato Smart as well. Smart marketing. Exactly. He's, Was he he's inspired by the Italian gelato he tried on his trip, you think? Oh, absolutely. The funny thing about that is they didn't nearly get all the shots of how much gelato Oh my did. god. I'm, I'm there were so serious. many. You have yeah. to edit it down because I feel like it could be an entire show but just even, about gelato. Yeah, even that that is a man who is <laughs> what you see is what you get and <laughs> he is such a crack up he could have his own show just following him around to his gelato carts probably um, oh it absolutely would be a huge hit yeah so what is your favorite flavor of your dad's gelato i really liked the watermelon uh flavor that okay. I, I thought that was that was really really good yeah even though it's watermelon and yogurt it sounds kind of weird I'm telling you, it's good it's, okay. i wish i had some to, to bring out with me we're we're gonna have to go to New York. Yeah, when I know. You, when you girls <laughs> I'm in New fine York, with that. you let Gelato me know. doesn't travel. That's that true. Well. It doesn't travel that well. Yeah, it yeah, it's not like you could just send it to us over yeah. here. I'm we'll not, have to go. I don't think it's in your local like shop right yet or no. Trader Joe's. It should Someday, be though. Eventually, it should be. It's healthy enough to be yeah. in Trader Joe's. So, who knows if, if Trader Joe's is listening? What inspired him to make this gelato cart? Um, I just think food's a passion. Of mm-hmm. his and food seems like a passion of your entire family. Yeah, it's definitely something we enjoy doing. I mean, mm-hmm. even generally, I mean, anytime we're together, how we'll spend time is like on Sundays, we'll go get, you know, dinner after mm-hmm. church. And that was always something we did even when we were younger. So I was always trying like a different restaurant or this and that. And that would be like our designated family time. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys also cook a lot. Yes. Seems like. I breakfast I have on lockdown. Really? Yeah, I I, I a mean it. bowl of cereal? You can make that? I make a mean scrambled eggs. Oh. Like they're good. <laughs> Are you a good cook? Besides just the scrambled eggs? I, I do I do fairly well. I'm not like amazing, but when I when I put the effort in, for the most part I like cook like a batch, like everything's very very quick. Microwavable? Like I, well like yeah, I'll just have like a, a stack of like, you know, turkey and like cheese and like hummus and like I'm just always eating on the go but when I actually take the time to cook I do an alright job okay. so 
Yeah, I guess it's hard to cook if you're always on the road and traveling around. Yeah. It's not like you have a huge kitchen with you all the time. Yeah, I wish I could just like put everything in a blender. That'd make life. That'd <laughs> you make could. Life you could yes. make with smoothies. the cheese and the honey. There you go. <laughs> an, an egg smoothie. There you go. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah. So on Marriage Jonas, the show airs Sunday nights on E at 10 p.m. Yes, just moved down to uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. What can you tell us about the season that we haven't seen yet? Um, let's see. Uh, the main character dies in the end. Oh, no. Uh, I'm thinking of a different movie. Um, uh oh. <laughs> that is an awful joke. No, no. Uh, let's see. There's, um, <laughs> let's see. The, what to expect? To, well, there's a lot of footage from South America. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff about, you know, me uh, getting asked to, to go on the tour and, yeah. and all that. And, uh, I don't know, just a lot of... I mean, you got, like, footage of uh, my parents living with uh, Kevin and Danny. We haven't seen too much of that yet. I oh, feel like so it I'm, should get I'm, more intense. I'm giving everything away. Yeah. yeah it'll, it'll probably get more and more comical Yeah. as, as it goes. You know, because, like, my my father probably feels like he's he's caged over there. Because they're, they're still there now, waiting for the house to, to be built. So they're still really? living with them? Yeah, he's still doing, like, maintenance on their house. How many oh months has it been? Um, we're probably, we're in like the second month yeah. now. So I think like probably within like two, three weeks, they'll be out of there. How, when you go back to New York, where are you staying usually? Like, do you stay with Kevin and Danny or? Uh, no, no. I've been living with my bass player. Okay. Uh, Joe Mankin, as if anyone knows him, but. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I've been, oh, Joe, I know him. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been with, uh, with that gentleman. So all my, all my stuff is nicely sitting in a room as, it's more like a storage bin there than anything because I'm there for place so to get not crash. <laughs> yeah exactly um our boss actually Maria Menounos her parents just moved in for their reality show oh which yeah is starting to film so I always compare it to Kevin and Danny's it definitely it keeps like activity constant in their house like there's definitely never a dull moment there and like even when Danielle sees me she's like oh you gotta stop by and visit real soon and I can tell she's like you know help me <laughs> is that like you have to stop by and take our parents somewhere distract yeah. them yeah so. distract them the for, for a little bit always on her I guess exactly but he's got his he's got his own fridge and kitchen down there that he that he that he put in the basement and stuff so it's ultimate foodie <laughs> yeah he's 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 managing and he's my father's constantly on the go he, there's he's pretty much I think he's there to sleep so I think I get that from him. We need to have him in here. Come and bring some gelato and yeah. some well, I mean, food when he, when for he us. comes and, and visits me here in LA, we'll have to have him. Stop well, when is he coming? Uh, most likely, I want to say within a within like two months. Okay, I'd say because like I'll I'll go back and start touring in June, and then I'll be back out here in July. And by the time he starts getting, by the time he starts like missing me, he'll probably. We'll bring him out to L.A. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I know this is something that a lot of musicians probably have to deal with, mm -hmm. but when you're on tour, like, so you have an apartment or a place somewhere, th that just seems so crazy. Like, yeah. you're gone for months at a time. Mm -hmm. No, it, it stinks. But that, that's why, like, you basically just try to be, like, I don't know, you try to maybe be creative, like, just find, like, a, a low-rent place to, to keep all your stuff. Yeah. Because ultimately... It really is a storage box. Yeah, it really is like you're you're maybe there for a week or two and then you're you're gone again. Mm -hmm. And being a struggling artist, you're trying to save as much money as you can. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. definitely important. So, on the show, we've seen some very funny moments. We talked about the skinny jeans moment, yes. which I just watched <laughs> online. Um, we also saw that you and your sisters had a spa day. Yes, we got um, all glammed up. I wanted to know, because I've never had my eyebrows waxed, no? how does it feel? You have a very good arch. That's, that's, that's one <laughs> thing that I I've never done learned. it either, actually, really? and you have. So, oh. you are the, the one in the room who has. Oh, there you go. Not to embarrass you anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's fine. Uh, it was, I guess, uh, life's all about experiences, and that that definitely uh, was one. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't even realize that my eyebrows were apparently a problem. Would you they... have done that had the show not been filming, or? Uh, that definitely helped their <laughs> their argument. And my my deal was with with Danielle was that if she were to, if I were to get them waxed, and well, actually, if I got the spray tan. <laughs> they, had, they, had, they, they, they had to work merch at um, my show at uh, Bowery Ballroom 
in okay. New York. So I actually, you'll actually you'll wind up seeing that show as well, and you'll probably see them behind the merch table. And so when did that take your, place? Um, that was Decemberish. Yeah. Okay. That was a little ways back because that was before South America. So was that your I got first something spa day? Up, that was my first spa day. I would have much appreciated, um, like maybe like massages. Maybe even manicures. I would have yeah. been, been down with all that, but instead they had Not a rip hair out of me <laughs> and, you know, line me up against the wall and spray spray a tan on me. It was just it was very uncomfortable, but hey. <laughs> I've actually done neither of those things. I've really? never had a spray tan or my eyebrows on. I would, I would stick with the sun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would say keep Did you get better. any of the spray Natural. tan in your mouth or? Uh, it, I smelled weird for like a day and a half. Like, I, I don't know. It has I a just, really distinct smell. Like, when people get those things, I can kind of smell them in the room sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad, like, they didn't make me come out orange. And that was, like, my, my like, main thing. I was like... If you I'm, didn't look like Tanning Mom? Yeah. I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> forgot about her. Yeah, she came out a couple shades darker. <laughs> a sure. couple? Yeah. But uh, I think she's about the same color of this coffee mug. Um, Overcooked. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, it was definitely... Uh, I did it for my sisters. Mm-hmm. What do you? <laughs> there it is. So last season, when we had your sister Dan or Dina, I always get their names confused. When we had Dina call in, uh, I asked her an embarrassing moment about you guys growing up. So she said that Danny was a biter. That was her response, and that's that kind of embarrassing. Um, okay. So do you have any embarrassing stories about your siblings? Oh, about my sibling. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is even better. It's not about me. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can tell us one about you, too. Well, when I was younger, my uh, well, I always played like Little House on the Prairie with my sister, so that's kind of embarrassing. But I did keep my manhood, because I would be the dad, and I would go hunt the stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was even, you know, like the little toy closet, like that's like where I would, you know, like cut all the meat for, for the food and stuff. Very advanced. This is very Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah this is very... <laughs> Well, also, like, my dad was, like, a big history buff, so, like, I had all this stuff really? of, like, how they did it back in the day, because he'd make me watch, like, the History Channel and all this stuff, so I'm like, oh, that's what you gotta do. You gotta hunt, and you yeah. gotta get the fur for the an- from the animal and all this stuff. I don't condone getting fur from animals either, so <laughs> don't be upset, PETA. But at a young age, yeah, I was playing Little House on the Prairie, so there's my embarrassing moment. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> did your siblings make you do, like makeover type things and try to yes. dress you up and stuff I have been, all the time. I have been put in a dress. And you're still doing that. Age. I mean, not yeah. dresses, I mean, but... <laughs> no, I, I, more I'm, mature I'm, version. You know, every once in a while I throw on a dress and just want to go dancing. I mean, <laughs> what that is, no, I'm kidding. After Buzz <laughs> TV exclusive. <laughs> you know that's going to be on some press release in the morning. Yeah. Yes. Mike D wears, so. wears dresses. Well, I take my, my fashion tips from Dennis Rodman. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> I digress. Asking about your dress-up stories. Yeah. Oh, yes. I have been put in a uh, in a dress before, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because you're the one third of, oldest or second youngest? I'm um, one of three girls. <laughs> one boy out of three girls. You're one of wow, three this, girls? I, now, now people are like, really, like, we thought he was kidding about the whole Dennis Rodman thing, but he's got to be serious you now. Really serious. You're the I only am, boy I, out of all of your siblings. I'm one boy out of three girls. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. Um, So what was it like growing up with only sisters Uh, and being one of them? Yeah, uh, (laughs) it it was tough for a girl like me. Um, (laughs) I was fortunate to the sense that I had had, um, a lot of family around the the same block. So I had a lot of my guy cousins. So I was able to go off and and play with them a lot. But um, I was wrong a lot of the time when I was younger, even if I was right. And uh, I grew up with a lot of opinions on what I should be doing. So that's what it, that's what it's like to be around girls yeah. all the time. Um, if you weren't a musician, I know we already talked about this a little bit, but what was your dream career when you were younger? <laughs> I wanted to be a milkman. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, I really, I really liked milk at a young age, and I thought it was, you know, it was pretty solid. They had their own car. And everything, and then what really what really changed for the career path is when I saw the garbage men and how they got to ride on the side of the truck. Please tell me you wanted to be a garbage man. Yeah, that was that was it was a toss up. It, it oh became like milkman looks pretty good. I can drink all the milk I want. Two percent. 
Yeah, I would always go with 2%. And then <laughs> if, uh, but then I'm like, huh, garbage man, you get to ride on the side of the truck, you're outside all the time. This looks pretty sweet. I heard garbage men actually make a lot of money. They do, they do well for themselves. They do well for themselves. They the trash. Yeah. So. It's not a bad, I was actually, I, I went on an interview to be a garbage man when I was in college because I figured I could work early in the morning, mm-hmm. go to class, and then I would have night times for rehearsal with the band. What you you could have been do? a garbage man millionaire. Right I could have. Yeah. I'd be musician slash garbage man because musicians do not—they're not up at at well, actually like four. Actually, sometimes they're up at like four a.m. But like four to five, they're just getting ready to go to sleep. So I'd be up, already bank, ready, <laughs> make, making bank. How was that interview for that job? Was it like, are you okay with picking up trash, or are you strong, or what it's, did they look for? I guess they just really were looking to make sure that I was not like cracked out so they just sat down like talked with me and like all right you know we'll give you a call and i never got to call back so maybe i'm cracked so, out so they yeah, you're yeah they, might think, they might think i'm cra- like this kid wanted to be a garbage since he was like two so, <laughs> this doesn't add up there's a bigger scheme here you're probably like hmm he seems more of a milkman type so exactly yeah. slide mm-hmm. so i can always fall back into that so um when you first met the jonas brothers they were not as famous as they are now, mm-hmm. but they still were kind of up and coming in their career. How have you kind of remained friends with them, or like how has your relationship developed over the years? Um, just over the years, I've gotten to to know them better, mm-hmm. you know, naturally. And like, you know, Joe's one of my best friends. Um, when I first moved out here, um, I remember I would like see him at like family parties and he'd be like, Oh, you're in LA now. He's like, We gotta gotta hang this and that and I kinda just I don't know, I just never reached out and then finally I was like getting cabin fever and I'm just like, I gotta go out and like do something. I can't just stick in the house and yeah. make music. So, you know, call him, we hang out and then from that day on like we kept hanging out every single day. Um so really just say yeah, like over time we just got to know each other better, you know, between me and Nick, between me and Kevin, between me and Joe. And even like with Kevin, always my my main concern with anything was just, all right, this is a guy who's dating my sister. I don't really care what he does for a living. I just want to make sure that he's right for dating my sister. <laughs> so what do you think? Who's the better uh, brother-in-law, Kevin or Brian? Um, who's the better brother-in-law? Uh, it's a tie. They're both they're both solid. Like anytime like we go you know have our little our little mandates and like go get dinner you know have equally an amazing time with both of them because mm-hmm. like Brian Brian's like really like tacky with his humor <laughs> sometimes and wait it, give us an example um let's see I shouldn't say really tacky but like it's almost as if Brian's Brian's humor is right up the alley of like an Adam Sandler movie like, like Happy Gilmore <laughs> so a lot of butt jokes yeah like okay. just like Brian all day. <laughs> and Kevin loves it. So it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good time. They're both they're both great guys. It's nice to to actually have some some new additions to the family mm-hmm. as far as the male end goes. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping too like when the time comes for them to have kids that they all have boys. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you hang out with Joe or Nick? Um fairly regularly like when the time it's like Joe, Nick, and I, like we were just over at Coachella uh, recently. Oh, so it's like the last. How was that? It was, a lot, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Got to see like a lot of great bands and it kind of just like even like recharges you just to be in like a, I don't know, to be amongst like all like that great music and everything. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's definitely needed. Did you take inspiration from any of the bands there? Absolutely. That was my, originally I wasn't gonna go but I was like uh well technically I should probably go and get inspired and you know I like yeah. kind of had to convince myself of why why I should go um but yeah a- absolutely there were a lot of a lot of great acts did like, you only see the headliners or did you see the no we went like we went to see a lot of the uh the smaller bands one of them uh like I shouldn't say smaller but like the ones that weren't the up and coming the, the up and comers for yeah. sure like my hands down my favorite was uh Alan Stone uh-huh. I think he if you haven't heard of him or checked him out, amazing soul singer. Have to write that down. Yeah, <laughs> H- him and his band just they kill it. And even Band of Horses was really good. Uh, Phoenix was awesome. They had R. Kelly come out for. Uh, I for heard that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> was it your first time at Coachella, or have you gone? To that was years? that was my second time. Nice. I missed last year, but the year before that, I was over there. 
But it's nice. It's just a very relaxing weekend. Go there, hang out, grill, swim in the pool, go listen to music. Repeat. I saw your Instagram. You were with a blow-up whale hanging out at Coachella, I think. Exactly, that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> randomly I was, saw that this I was, morning. <laughs> I was I was hanging with Shan Moo. I actually wanted to be a killer whale trainer when I was a little really? kid. Yeah, that was wow. my dream job. Okay. So I'm jealous Fair that you enough. got to hang out with Shim. <laughs> I wanted to be like not. a penguin trainer at SeaWorld, so we could have been like co-workers there Penguins do have like, really nice suits. Yeah, we could have been co-workers. Like, like we're not now. Penguin. I know. <laughs> we ended Thanks. up in the TV host sort of but you both, different path. But you both could end up in SeaWorld. Yes. Wow. I still kind of regret not doing what that. Could we do like been. a marine show where we do interview whales. Or, I don't know. There and you you'll go. just be playing the background music. Hang All right. Out. There you go. We'll the come flute, up with flute accord. What is it called? <laughs> no, it's it's now called the flute accord. <laughs> now it is. Yeah, it is now the flute accord. Um, so final thoughts. You have your show Saturday night here yes. in L.A., mm-hmm. room five. Please come out. Don't let me be alone. <laughs> and all the details are on delisa.com. Yes. And then you also have your upcoming tour, which I want to talk about for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is with Jason Castro and Ryan Cabrera. Yes. So you are going on tour with them pretty much all of June. Yeah, from June 1st to the 22nd, I believe. And then... Everywhere from Ohio to Virginia to Texas. Yeah. You're all over the there's, place. There's a bunch of spots. And then I have some one-off dates like I know May 19th I'm doing a benefit for Sandy down in Seaside called Peer Pressure mm-hmm. which I'm I'm really looking forward to that venue because you know naturally I'm from New Jersey and to be able to to play for a uh, for a good cause like that mm-hmm. and your exciting. family was uh involved heavily in the recovery efforts for that oh yeah of course pretty much I mean even I was throwing I, I threw uh, a benefit show just for friends and family that got um hit hard um up in uh in long island and everything and uh you know it it was nice we were able to raise a lot of money to you know certain people weren't really getting money from their insurance companies and this and that like it was getting kind of ridiculous like what they were having people like go through so we kind of just took it into our own hands and we figured what better way to like see results than to actually just take it upon ourselves and like see where our money's going and what it's doing to, so awesome. to help out and even from going and helping people rebuild and stuff like that like I can't tell you how many floors and walls I was ripping apart that month just to kind of help people out that's crazy yeah it, it was it was a shame but you know as Christy says Jersey's a a tough uh, a tough state so we'll we'll we'll, we'll be fine yeah <laughs> Did any of your close friends or like family have a lot of destruction at their house when it hit? Um, yeah, the the one that I threw the the benefit for, uh, John Azarelli, his his house got hit really really hard. Like his, and he had like his basement was also like a, a living area, and that was like, you know, that was flooded up into the first floor. So like, that's you crazy. Think, like, so sad. Bedrooms, TV, like everything you can imagine, and then since like the water didn't come up high enough on like the first floor like the insurance company was trying to say that it like doesn't count for something or are I, you kidding I, yeah i can't i mean i'm, I'm sure he eventually got it you know squared away with them and everything but um you know we went in there and helped him clear out his basement and and like drain it out and everything and throw all the stuff in the dump and then kind of help him you know get some like furniture or washer and dryer back in there and just try to make it livable yeah for him and his and his family again yeah that's rough yeah yeah that's cool you can help out though <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a handyman as well so any more benefit concerts other than that planned or uh, i'll be headlining a show in boston june 9th um that'll be in between the tour and then i'm doing like a festival in new jersey and also headlining a show, I believe that's the 22nd, again, all the info is on the website, delisa.com, <laughs> and uh, I think it's like the 23rd and 24th, one's in New Jersey, and then headlining a show in Long Island okay. as well. And so. as you said, fans can find all that information on your website as well as purchase tickets through there. Yes, I put all the links up there. I try to try to make things as easy as possible for people who have trouble navigating on yeah. the internet. <laughs> so this is the, the shameless plug time where Let's you are allowed it. to talk about your shows, your music, anything oh. under the sun. Let's see. All right. The latest, the latest on Mike DeLisa. Uh, I got a new single out, Too Damn Beautiful. 
There's also a music video up on YouTube, and oddly enough, you can find it right on Delisa.com. <laughs> and uh, I have my tour coming out. It's coming up in June. Still working on new music. So, yeah, just kind of hoping to book up July and August as well with some more touring. Got some things like in the works, just don't have anything necessarily confirmed yet. Okay. Yeah. And if fans want to find you on Twitter. Oh, Instagram. yes. That, that's, uh, I forgot all these. Um, <laughs> yes. Twitter is at Mikey Delisa. And then we got Instagram, which is just at Delisa. Just started recently using Vine as well, which is a good time. I've been having fun with that. Video posts, if yeah. you guys don't know what that is. Yeah. I mean, pretty much if, right when you go to Delisa.com, all that stuff is right there. Like the Instagram, the Facebook links, Spotify, iTunes. It's all, it's your one-stop shop, merchandise, whatever whatever you need. Merchandise? Yes. You have t-shirts? Yes, I have t-shirts. I have <laughs> drink koozies, wristbands. I actually have some new designs that are going up on the site in the next uh, day or so. I'm actually waiting for my little sister Katie to uh, do some modeling with her friends of the, uh, of the merchandise. We need to get some swag to wear. I know. Here. Well, will you have merchandise at your show tomorrow? I actually will, yes. Well. It'll be available. The EP will be available there and... The uh, the singles up on on iTunes, not no hard copy yet, but working towards a a second, you know, full release. Cool. Yeah. So Danica, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Danica Kennedy and at danicakennedy.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can find all of us here at AfterBuzz TV. So for Phil, our engineer, Danica. Mikey, thank you so much thank for joining us Thank you very much for having today. me. You girls are very sweet. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for coming on. And make me. sure to watch Married to Jonas every Sunday on E! 10 p.m. and our after show right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. Whoa. <laughs> Following the show. <laughs> Great. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.